the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God said, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. But Satan, the great deceiver, is very effective at promoting an opposing worldview. And instead of believing that God is the owner, people who are under Satan's deceit and delusion believe and say things like, this is my money, and I can do with it whatever I want. Well, that is the misconception, isn't it? The delusion that most of the world lives under. Hi there. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno. We're continuing our journey through 1 Corinthians. Today we're in chapter 16 as we take a look at the generosity of the saints. Those of us who understand what we're living in and why give us the best reason to give. Here's more from Pastor Leighton. We call it worship service on Sunday. Uh, Latreuo is the word in the original language. When it's a noun, it's translated worship. And when it's a verb, it's translated service. Same word, translated worship and service. And what it says is our worship in action is service. And through our service to God, we worship God. Latreuo. So the idea of us giving on a regular basis started long before recent churches. It goes back to the very beginning of the Christian church. On a weekly basis, they would take up the offering. By giving offerings weekly, it raises our sensitivity money so that it's seen as an ongoing responsibility of believers. Now, he uses the word here, each one of you, and that's all-inclusive. There's no Christian that's excused or accepted from this because every one of us are stewards of whatever the Lord has given us, no matter how great or how little that might be. You know, the Bible gives us instruction concerning every important aspect of our life, including money. It's filled, the Bible is filled with wisdom on, on how to manage it. And in the weeks to come, we're going to be announcing classes that teach about biblical money management. The knowledge uh, and wisdom contained in the Bible related to financial management is enormous. And I'll only have a chance to uh, introduce the subject today. Jesus said in Matthew six nineteen. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There are a lot of people, and some even Christians, who insist on investing in this world, but As we can see through the present economic chaos, worldly wealth is fleeting and uncertain. For those who know only this world, who live their entire lives focused on this world, it is a time of desperation and uncertainty. For those of us who know about eternity, investing in this world doesn't make any sense because we see this world passing away before our very eyes. Proverbs 23, 4 says, don't wear yourselves out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit 
In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears, for it will sprout wings and fly away like an eagle. Proverbs 23, 4. Some of us have opened our checkbooks, our savings accounts, and lo and behold, what was there has flown away like it sprouted wings. One way or another, worldly wealth will always be lost. It'll be removed from us either through theft or corruption or ultimately by death. Because no one can take the wealth this world has to offer into the next world. So it makes a lot more sense to invest in a place where moth and rust do not corrupt and where thieves do not break in and steal. Now, how do we do that? How do we lay up treasure in heaven? The Bible provides us the answer. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 27, For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. So let's break down that verse, Matthew 16, 27. For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with the angels. What is that speaking of? Speaking of his second coming, right? His return. So the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then, so we're talking about the world to come, he shall reward every man. Ah, that's how you get rewarded. According to his works. So Jesus said that our works, what we do in this life, will affect the rewards that we set aside for the life to come. Matthew 16, 27. Now, the first principle to laying up treasure in heaven is understanding that God owns everything. And that we're merely stewards or managers of what God has entrusted to us. The Old Testament verse, Psalm 24-1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. And that Old Testament theme is also mentioned throughout the New Testament, such as in 1 Corinthians 6, where we are reminded, You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. The price that was paid for us was Jesus Christ going to Calvary's cross and there dying. We have been redeemed. There are a great many hymns of the church that talk about redemption. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And we're familiar with the concept of redemption. You know, sometimes we go to the store and we buy things and they come in containers. And those containers have a redemption value. That means that whatever it is, a nickel, a quarter, a dime, or that someone has placed a value on something that was otherwise destined for destruction and is willing to pay the price. The one who buys it, owns it. And because of our sin, we were destined for destruction because of the wages of sin is death. But Jesus paid for our redemption by dying in our place on Calvary's cross. We have been redeemed. We've been bought with a high price. We belong to God. And God has made us stewards, managers of the time, talent, and treasure he has given to us. And he expects us to work with what he has given us and to make it profitable. Among the gifts that he has given us, the talents are spiritual gifts. And he expects us to take our spiritual gifts and use them profitably for his kingdom's sake. He's given us wealth in varying degrees, and he expects us to use that wealth profitably. For his kingdom's sake. 
He is the king, we are the servants. And Jesus made it clear in a parable recorded for us in Matthew chapter 25. Jesus said, again, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a man going on a long trip. He called together his servants and entrusted his money to them while he was gone. He gave five bags of silver to one, two bags of silver to another, and one bag of silver to the last, dividing it in proportion to their abilities. And then he left on his trip. The servant who received the five bags of silver began to invest the money and earned five more. The servant with two bags of silver also went to work and earned two more. But the servant who received one bag of silver dug a hole in the ground and hid the master's money. After a long time, their master returned from his trip and called them to give an account on how they had used his money. The servant to whom he'd entrusted the five bags of silver came forward with five more and said, Master, you gave me five bags of silver to invest, and I have earned five more. The master was full of praise. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, so I will give you many more responsibilities. Come, let's celebrate together. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I've earned two more. The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You've been faithful in handling this small amount, and so now I will give you many more responsibility. Let's celebrate together. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here's your money back. But the master replied, You wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvested crops I didn't plant and gathered crops I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. And then he ordered, take the money from this servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. To those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. And they, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. Now throw this useless servant into outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So Jesus taught very clearly that we are stewards, we are managers of what God has given to us, and he expects us to invest and work with the time, talent, and treasure that he has allocated to us. Now, God has an enemy. He's known by various names through the Scripture. He's known as the devil. He's known as the serpent. He's known as Satan. And he is the enemy of God. And if we're on God's side, then he's also our enemy as well. Now, Satan opposes God at every opportunity. If God is for something, Satan's against it. And if God is against something, Satan is for it. God said, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. But Satan, the great deceiver, is very effective at promoting an opposing worldview. And instead of believing that God is the owner, people who are under Satan's deceit and delusion believe and say things like, this is my money, and I can do with it whatever I want. This is my body, and I can do with it whatever I want. This is my life, and I can do with it whatever I want. But as Christians, we recognize that our life, our body, our soul, our spirit, our talents, all that we are create was bought with a high price, the blood of Jesus shed on Calvary's cross. It doesn't belong to me, it belongs to God. Ultimately, everything belongs to God because God is the source of everything. 
if we are able to acquire things, it's because God has given us the strength and the sound mind and the health and the opportunity to do so. Everything belongs to God. The house, car, wallet, everything in it, God owns it. We're just managers of what he's entrusted to our care. And what we do, and when we do, what we're supposed to do as managers, as stewards in this life, as investment managers for God, the Bible says we will be rewarded in the life to come. Learning that this life is not the only life we have to look forward to out of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. It is a then and there that we are to be focused on, not a here and now. And God calls us to plan accordingly. You see, our portfolios don't just look to age 66 and retirement. We look forward to eternity in heaven. Questions about today's program or Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. You're invited to visit us online at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And then join us tomorrow as we return to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 with Pastor Leighton Sheely here on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.